Hey, so if you like puppies, then you're going to like this episode because this episode is all about my puppy, Rari. My puppy, Rari, people get a kick out of watching her and I interact because I essentially talk to her like a human, like a real live human. And people, they they think it's hilarious. It, it actually is hilarious, but I'll kind of share like how my perspective is a little bit different. But people, when they see me interact with Rari, they're like, oh my God, he's talking to the dog like it's a human. And it's entertaining. But here's the thing. Rari, whenever people meet Rari and they get to know Rari, one of the first things that they tell me is like, oh my God, this is not, this is not a regular type of dog. And they are just amazed by Rari's intelligence and the things that Rari can do and what she does is a lot of things that she does by communicating with me. So when other people see us sort of like talking to each other, other people are like, I did not even know that was possible that a dog could just talk back like that. Because Rari does attempt to communicate. Here's why I believe that Rari is able to be as intelligent as she is. I believe that... Because I've treated Rari as if someone that is a person that's very capable of thinking and doing very complex things, it gave her a chance to actually express that to whatever her limits are. So obviously she has limits. Sometimes when I communicate with her, I mean, she gets confused. It's like communicating with a two-year-old right? They're going to be able to actually, it's probably easier to communicate with Rari than a two-year-old. I would say Rari's intelligence is maybe at a three, three-year-old. She's actually amazingly intelligent because if she can't get to a toy, for example, she knows how to tell me. If she's hungry, she knows how to tell me. If she, she knows how to tell me what she wants. And she's also a really good girl. She does all the right things. And I think it's because I've treated her like this, where she's been able to open herself up and be able to communicate because I was receptive to it. And I think at times, what if something happened to me and Rari had to go to someone else? What if that someone else that was taking care of Rari didn't recognize Rari for the true, like beautiful, intelligent soul that she is and that she has? And if they didn't recognize him, they just treated Rari like a regular dog, like how people treat regular dogs. I think it would be a really sad situation. It would, to me, it would feel like Rari is in a coma and she's unable to communicate with people because people just don't see her or hear her. They just treat her like a dog when she's so much more capable of so many cool things. Rari has a vocabulary. She knows the names of her toys. When people say, oh, does your dog do tricks? The thing is, yeah, she does, but they're not tricks. Like she actually understands. And there's multiple ways that I've tested whether she understands or not, but she can pick up commands on the spot. She's not motivated by treats to do them. She just does it because she trusts me and she does the right thing. But it's pretty amazing all the different things that she can do and the different types of concepts that she can understand too. She understands the concept of fast and slow. And she even has the ability to create. 
So I've seen her create different ways to play with so many different types of toys and she'll like find some new innovative way to play with it where she hasn't played like that before and she gets a new use out of it. I have a roommate that comes to time to time to Tulum and whenever he's in Tulum he stays in the downstairs room at my place and Rari and my roommate they actually play this game that Rari doesn't play with anyone else so Rari she makes up rules to different games she's she actually makes up these rules and she forces other people to stick to these rules and it's pretty interesting she's very consistent with these rules but for this game that she plays with my roommate his name is Ingemar and he's actually also my chef and he cooks bomb ass keto food but my roommate Rari First of all, I think Rari has like a huge crush on on Ingemar because I've never seen Rari act like this around anyone else. Rari plays this very special game that she made up with Ingemar and she does not play this game with me. I've never seen her play this game with anyone else. And Ingemar, the thing is, when Ingemar left for a little while, he went to Peru for a couple months. And when he came back from Peru, and this is Rari's second time seeing Ingemar, they went right back to playing that same game. And the thing is, Rari initiated. And Rari remembered Ingemar and remembered that she had this special game with Ingemar. And Ingemar, he's been living with me for some time, so he recognizes Rari's intelligence and he's open to it. So it's actually really interesting to watch their dynamic because he'll talk to Rari like a human being too. So sometimes I'll be upstairs working, for example, and Ingemar might be in the kitchen and I'll hear Ingemar having a conversation with Rari like, oh, Rari, how was your day? And this is stuff I actually don't even do with Rari. I don't ask her how her day is because I guess I kind of know how her day is or whenever I wake up Rari in the morning, I was like, hey, Rari, we're going to have an awesome day today and she gets excited for the day. But Ingemar does recognize Rari's intelligence and it would be so sad that if someone were to adopt Rari, like let's say something happened to me or even if Rari was kidnapped and the new person that took Rari from me and stole Rari, if they didn't recognize Rari's intelligence, like it would be a very sad thing. And the reason that I mention all this is because it got me thinking about how important it is for us to surround ourselves with people that actually allow us to reach our full potential. I think about how Rari would have turned out if she didn't have someone like myself to enable all the magic that she has. And I think about how many people are spending their lives surrounding themselves with people that aren't enabling them to live to their fullest as well. And if you've ever had a situation where you're around people and they don't understand your talents and they can't show appreciation for all the things that you're capable of doing, then they're disabling you. I don't think there's a happy medium. I don't think there's a neutral. People that you surround yourself with, they're either enabling you or disabling you. Let's think about Mark Zuckerberg for a second. Mark Zuckerberg had this idea for, for a social media network. The thing about social media networks, this isn't an exclusive idea. Wanting to show and tell, this is something that we've been doing for centuries and bringing that show and tell experience to the digital world is something that was eventually going to happen. 
And I'm 100% positive that there were other people with this idea outside of Harvard, so not just the Winklevoss twins as well, but outside of Harvard, that had a very similar idea. Yet, they might have not been able to execute their idea because they didn't have the right people around them that were enabled to that were able to enable them to be able to execute on this idea. So for example, the most rudimentary form of a social media app, when I was 16 years old, and this was when the internet was kind of getting around and still growing, I built my first GeoCity site. And I actually built a social media network because here's how it worked. The first thing that I did is I built a online profile for myself. And I figured that if I'm meeting girls on AOL and I can send them my online profile, it's like a good way to start building rapport, et cetera. So I built this online profile. And then after I built that online profile for myself, I had other friends ask for me to build them ones as well. And I linked them all together. So I had a little section at the bottom of my GeoCities and it's actually still on Wayback Machine. So maybe I'll share that one day. Um, I had these little links to all my friends' profiles, and this was like your very rudimentary form of Facebook. And this was definitely, I would say, eight years before Facebook even existed, and definitely several years before MySpace or any of these other social media networks existed. I'm not saying this to make myself seem like I'm smart. What I'm saying this is something like this was eventually going to happen. You saw the need, you saw the desire from all my friends wanting to get on this platform. The only thing is I was not the one that could execute on that vision because I did not have the right people around me. What if I were at Harvard and I had people that had experience doing these type of innovative things and they also recognized my talents? and they enabled me for me to be able to do this, then it would be a much different story. But the fact is, I was in a atmosphere where it didn't seem like those things were possible. My friends didn't think it was possible. My parents didn't even think it was possible. And when there's other people around you that don't think it's possible, it's kind of difficult for you to believe it's possible. And the best thing that I would be able to say is leave those people alone. Either they're enabling you or disabling you. And if they're disabling you, then I think it's time to go find some new people and either go somewhere where people are living the type of life that you want to live or just go out there and try to do, do it on your own because I know if Rari ends up with someone that isn't able to appreciate all her talents, that would be a very sad thing. And I also know that if you surrounded yourself with people that weren't able to appreciate all your talents, I think that would be a sad thing, not only for yourself, but for the world, because it's taking away a contribution that you could possibly make. So get that negativity out get rid of all these disablers. It could be your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your parents. It could be someone close to you. That's fine. Just because they're close to you, just because they say they love you and they probably do love you, doesn't mean that they're right for you. Because if they're not enabling you, they are disabling you.
This is Robin Copernicus. I hope I've enabled you in this podcast. Boom, bam, I'm out.